Welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast. This is your host, Coach Aaron, where we talk about fitness, finances, and mindset. And our goal is to help level you up in all those areas and become a better version of yourself. Let's get started. So today's topic is going to be my five top, uh, my top five recovery hack recommendations, right? So for those of us that are training hard, um, kicking our butt day in and day out gym, right? Sometimes we come to the point where we're pushing that threshold of whether or not we're doing too much. And for some of us, as we get acclimated into our training um, from coming to a new style of training, such as powerhouse, we may not know our, our training threshold. Or as you get a little bit more advanced, you may not know your training threshold and, and we reach those boundaries of overtraining. So when we push those thresholds, we sometimes have to use different tools in our arsenal um, that help us with recovery, right? So the tools that I'm gonna list are not for you to just be completely negligent lose sleep and, and have poor eating habits. And, you know, and then I can just go do these recovery hacks, so to say, and I'll be completely fine. I'm not going to be sore and I'm gonna get great results. That's not how it works. So these hacks are going to be conducive to the fact that you're also eating properly, getting some good sleep, you know, staying hydrated, doing the things that you need to do. But then those days where you feel a little extra sore, right? Where it's like, man, I pushed the envelope a little bit more this week or a little bit more today. These are things that you can use um, when it comes to that point to help you alleviate soreness and help to speed up the recovery process, right? So I just want to lay out that framework so we're all on the same page. You're not just going to use these things and be like, oh, I'm going to bypass everything else that I had to do um, that Aaron or anybody else told me at Powerhouse, right? So I just want to lay out that framework for you guys. So First uh, hack that I want to go over is going to be cold therapy, right? Cold therapy is going to be things such as ice baths, um, ice baths, um, cold showers, the cold plunges, things of that sort, icing, you know, um, and the reason why it's going to be beneficial is it's going to reduce uh, systemic inflammation, right? So all the systemic inflammation is going to cause by the stress um, that we put on our body throughout the day, the workouts, things like that, that body that um that cold plunge or that cold um that cold shower is going to allow us to decrease the inflammation in our body right so with that being said our immune system becomes primed and ready to create um an uh an inflammatory response when we're pushing the thresholds when we're you know training heavy when we're pushing our cardio limits and things like that so what the ice baths do and what the cold plunges do is they help bring that inflammation down. So there are studies that show that, you know, too much of the cold all at once is going to reduce your muscle building abilities, but that's why you're not going to do these things all the time. You're going to see Instagram portray like everybody does ice baths after every workout. Granted, if you're constantly riding that thin line where you're feeling like you're overtraining, but your diet and everything else is dialed in, then yeah, you could probably get away with a couple more ice baths than usual, but you don't want to be doing ice baths from your lack of sleep and negligence on that back end. Does that make sense? So you want to make sure that you're staying on track with everything that you need to be doing and then increase these things or excuse me, utilize these things as needed because there definitely are a lot of uh, benefits to that, but you don't want to be over uh, overboard with the uh, cold plunges or the or the, um, the ice baths. And then also how you can ease into this is that not everything has to go from zero to 100, right? Case in point, when you first get started um, with your powerhouse workouts, 
right? There's some things that some of you couldn't do right in the beginning. So you had an easier way, easier way into it. Maybe you couldn't start with a barbell squat, right? Maybe you couldn't uh, do a uh, RDL correctly. So we make modifications. Same thing applies with the ice bath, cold plunges and things like that, right? So case in point, you can start with a cold shower, right? A cold shower for most of you is gonna shock the body um, more than enough than if you were to go fill a whole ice tub, uh, a bathtub up with ice and then do a complete cold plunge. It's still gonna give you the same benefits, right? And then as you become acclimated to those things and as your, um, your ability to endure that and, and focus on your breathing um, gets better, then you can start to increase the time that you do those cold plunges. And then the, extre the extremity of, or the, the extremeness of the actual cold plunge itself, right? So oftentimes starting light will give you just as many benefits in the beginning as if you were just completely do a 100% cold plunge, right? So take those with a, uh, with a grain of salt and ease your way into it, right? So number two, number two is going to be sleep, right? Another hack, you would have thought like, oh, wow, Aaron, you know, we talked about sleep before, but more specifically going to be naps, right? Naps are going to be um, crucial in the sense that if you're lacking sleep, you want to have, you know, naps factored into your day, but not to the point where you're falling into a REM sleep. So that sweet spot is going to be about 20 to 30 minutes, right? You don't want to fall into a REM sleep because what happens when you start falling into a REM sleep during a nap, you then sometimes wake up more groggy and more tired. And it's kind of counter counterintuitive because when your body gets into a REM sleep, it wants to say, stay asleep for longer, right? So that that nap is going to do, it's just going to give you just that right amount of recovery that you need that can potentially you know, put you on track or help speed up that recovery process, you know, so you still want to be getting some good sleep throughout the night, but on those days where in which you do train a little bit harder, you are experiencing a little extra soreness, you want to throw in some naps, you know, throughout maybe a couple times that week where you had an, a, a very extreme workout, right? It's going to help speed up that recovery process. So, Sleep is not always cumulative in the sense that you can't, you know, sleep two hours here, two hours there, two hours there. Um, but when it comes to naps, you don't even want to allow yourself to get into that REM sleep either because, you know, you're going to wake up too groggy and REM sleep is usually going to require a longer duration of a period of time, right? So that's tip number two. Uh, well, to go back on to tip number two with the naps also, make sure if you're going to set that, um, that period of time up for a nap, utilize a timer right? That's been helpful too as well. So you're not oversleeping because it's usually going to take you about five, 10 minutes. You can set the timer for about 30 minutes because five, 10 minutes is going to be the point in which you start to fall asleep. And then that 20 minutes is when you start to get into a little bit deeper sleep. And that 30 minute mark, you're waking yourself up. So you don't fall too deep into a REM sleep where you start waking up groggy, right? Um, who here has, you know, taken too long of a nap and then next thing you know, you're feeling a little bit more tired than when you first fell into that nap. Yeah, it's, it's, and the reason being is that REM sleep, right? So point number three is going to be um, something that we've all done before. And I don't think some of us really recognize all the benefits or if we're, we, we don't factor it in enough. And that's going to be like a deep tissue uh, massage. I see a lot of people getting massages. Um, a lot of us go to the little spa 
therapy days and things like that, but really utilizing a deep tissue, even though it's not the most comfortable, right? For the sole purpose that um, it's going to help open up blood flow in the muscles that are constricted, right? So what happens when you work out, put a lot of uh, pressure and, and you crank those muscles up where there's a lot of tension and sometimes we're not able to release, right? So with those deep tissue massages, they're not always not the most enjoyable either. Sometimes they're quite painful, right? But that's the normal because it's how breaking down that muscle. And they're great for um, places that are hard to stretch, right? Because some stretching uh, requires a, a little bit more of a level of uh, understanding of the body um, in order to stretch certain places. So when you utilize deep tissue massage, it helps alleviate some of those areas that you've been working out that can't seem to stretch. And it's usually at the insertion points of the muscle. Um, you know, sometimes you may have like a little bit of tennis elbow or, you know, like the inside of your chest is a little bit sore, you know, and you're not really able to, to completely uh, stretch those areas. So deep tissue massage is going to help with those trigger points in those certain areas, help alleviate that, uh, that tension in the body. And then things like the traps, it's like a lot of us are not going to really be knowledgeable enough to stretch out your traps or certain areas of the back. And those areas are going to accumulate a lot of attention like the, the levator scapulae, you know, portions and areas of your back, that's going to be harder for you to stretch. Um, and those are, are great areas in which you uh, would benefit quite a bit from a deep tissue massage. Right. Um, and, and, and quite freak, uh, quite frank, when you start doing those and incorporating those into your routine, um, you're going to have a better recovery process and then just an overall better workout because your body just stays in its optimal uh, performance zone, right? So that's something else to take into consideration when it comes to uh, deep tissue because the Swedish massage is cool. Um, you know, sometimes these therapeutic massages are cool, uh, more so from a, relax a relaxation uh, point, but uh, you're going to get a lot more benefit from the body with these deep tissues. And what it's also going to do, it's going to allow you to, to focus on your breathing and simultaneously focus on preserving a meditative state, right? And the reason why I say that is because when you're over there getting beat down and someone's driving their elbow into you, it requires a level of calmness um, not to be squirming around all over the place, right? A controlled breathing, you know, making sure that you know, you're staying calm and, you know, you're, you're obviously just controlling that breathing. Same thing is going to apply back to the first little hack, which is the cold water, um, cold plunge or the ice bath, right? The reason why I say start from more of a mild, moderate uh, position, meaning like a cold shower is because it is also going to require a level of breathing and a level of, you know, a meditative state to get through that whole thing. You can't just go right into an ice bath and expect you to be able to sit there for five minutes. You know, most people aren't going to be able to endure that, right? Which is why you want to ease your way in there, right? And you're going to get a lot more benefits. So another case in point with this is that when some of us first started with working out, the five pound dumbbells did the job, right? And as we've progressed over into our, you know, workout career, right? It takes the 15 and 20 pound dumbbells to do a job, right? Maybe for shoulder presses or lateral raises and things like that. Same thing is going to apply with these uh, specific concepts, meaning the cold shower may alleviate some of the inflammation, some of the soreness and help you with that meditative state versus as you get used to things, you're going to then have to progress into an ice bath, 
you know, something a little bit more of a cold plunge, maybe a cryotherapy, something of that sort, right? But a lot of you will get great benefits just from the more moderate, mild versions, right? Uh, and jumping just when we go over my notes real quick. So yeah, back to that deep tissue massage. Um, I would highly recommend those from some, obviously a skilled professional, right? You don't want to find someone that just is going to drive their elbow into your back. Um, someone that knows what they're doing um, in regards to, you know, uh, you know, the body and, and how to alleviate certain pressure points and, and, and muscle soreness and, and, and work on things such as the forearms, traps, you know, low back, um, you know, someone that's going to be educated in the health and fitness realm and, and, and uh, in addition to massage, right? So make sure you, you do your due diligence, due diligence with that. Uh, my fourth hack is going to be calorie increases, right? So some of you are probably like, what the heck? Eat more calories in order to help alleviate soreness, right? How is that? How is that? Uh, how is that uh, make any sense? So again, for, so, for those of you that just jumped on, the framework behind these hacks is not that you can just be careless in all your other areas of your health and fitness and then just do these things on the day that you feel sore. The framework is you're staying consistent with the things that you need to do, sleep, food, training, right? Proper training programs, which is obviously you're coming to powerhouse. And then on the days where you push it a little bit extra or you feel sore a couple extra days more than usual, then these hacks are gonna help eliminate that soreness and help speed up the recovery. So as we get into calorie increases, this, this is not a free for all, right? It's not a free for all. And the main increase that you want to utilize is a protein increase, right? Or just the foods that you're already eating and just a little bit more of them for the sole purpose that sometimes we are pushing our bodies to the limit. And I've seen people get stuck in plateaus for quite some time. And the only thing that we've had to make changes on so they can break that plateau is decrease their training a little bit, meaning have them take an extra rest day and increase the calories because their body is calling for more food, right? Because you're going to put your body um, in a detrimental state by overtraining and then underfeeding, right? So what I mean by these calorie increases is on the days where you do feel a little extra sore, right? Increase the calories just a little bit, but of the good calories and see that how that affects your body, right? Because it could be that your body is just calling for more fuel to speed up the recovery process. So, and I would suggest pulling those calories from protein first. So increasing an extra ounce or two uh, per meal before we start increasing carbs and fats and things like that, right? And do those sparingly on the days where you feel that extra soreness, right? It's not something that, oh, every week I feel sore, I'm going to do this. No, it's like, no. You know the days where it's a little bit more, you get stretched a little bit more on some weeks. Those are the days that you want to do it. That's not your free-for-all to, to do this, you know, every, uh, you know, every Tuesday and Thursday after leg day, all right? That's, that's not what I'm, what I'm going after. But at the same token, it does have some bro science validity on those tend to usually be the more intense training days. So that's why people say carb up or eat a little bit heavier on those days for that purpose. So there is some sense of validity, but 
it's my suggestion to you is increase protein first um, and the good carbs if you have to, but more so just protein first on those on those days once um, you had an intense workout and you're feeling a little extra sore. And then lastly, um, which is probably the most underrated, um, is going to be getting sunlight, right? That is definitely a, um, a big time hack that I think is undervalued in most people is the sunlight, right? Vitamin D, it's great for um, reducing inflammation, um, and especially in like the sunrise sunset times, you know, um, when it's not as invasive, um, it's, it's going to do a lot of benefits or I'll, I'll do a lot of, uh, uh, provide you with a lot of benefits. And I'm sure there's a ton of research out there that we don't know. And it provides, you know, way more, um, benefits for us, but just from the inflammation aspect and just from the vitamin D increase is going to help, you know, testosterone production, which is going to help increase muscle mass um, mood. Right. And it is, um, it is some studying that I was doing. It is definitely correlated to the, um, circadian rhythm, right. And your circadian, your, your circadian rhythm is basically that cycle of habits. That's like every post 24 hours, right. So your wake and sleep cycle, right. So some of us, um, you know, go to bed super late or in, and and uh, in front of a bunch of blue light, you know, from the computer screens and things like that. And then we notice that our attitude and our sleep cycle and our schedule tends to get thrown off as we incorporate more of these like artificial lights, right? So we'll notice those things. So it's very beneficial for you to go out there and get some regular sunlight because it has so many beneficial properties. That's why in the olden days, like, you know, the old wives tales and things like that was like, oh, well, you know, just go get some sun, some sun, step outside and you know, you'll feel a little bit better. Well, it ends up being that there is some validity behind that, right? It's not just an old wives tale. You know, there's, there's definitely beneficial properties from being out in the sun. Um, you know, the, the, um, the inside setting, like this, this industrial, like, you know, workplace setting is not conducive to our lives as humans, right? We're not meant to be, you know, cocked up inside these little, you know, dark holes in our room or in our offices that are anti-sunlight and things like that, um, because that basically just tells our body subconsciously that we're dying, right? It's almost like you're, you're, you're being like a hermit. You're, you're, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? The, um, what bears do hibernate, right? It's almost like you're hibernating, right? And naturally as humans, if you're, you know, isolating yourself from people, it's usually because you're sick, right? And you or more specifically, you're isolating yourself in the dark. It's usually because you're sick, you're weak, you don't feel good. You're not doing any of these other things. So by you doing that consistently, it also subconsciously tells the body those things, right? So studies show that by getting outside into the light is going to provide you with a lot of beneficial properties. There's even some research that I've done, um, a couple of books that I've read pieces of that it also helps with vision, right? And it intrigued me because I wear glasses, but they said that staring at the sun or sun gazing is supposed to help with your eyesight, um, you know? So I've, I've vaguely started some doing some research into that. 
but um, it's that light that helps with the sun at, at sunset and sunrise. And I mentioned this before in, in some Zoom calls prior um, about your sleep cycle is, is regulated and more so with the circadian rhythm because your body's internal time clock at sunrise tells you to wake up, right? And then at sunset, it tells you to go to sleep. So for those of you that want to have a little bit more correlation, think about the days when you spent the whole day at the beach, right? Maybe you, you were camping on the beach or something like that. You got there real early in the morning, seeing the sun rise and you were waking up. Or even if you got up early to go to the beach that day, it's like you woke up with the sun, the, the sunrise. And then when you're out there, you do a little bonfire. And as, as the sun sets, all of a sudden, everybody gets super tired. Like, oh man, I'm, I'm kind of beat. It's just because your internal time clock is starting to regulate, right? You've been outside all day and you know your body's internal time clock is saying, okay, sunrise, I'm going to wake up sunset is when I'm gonna start going to sleep. And naturally your body wants to start going to sleep at sunset. It's just, we as humans have been thrown off with our schedule with all these, you know, outside uh, stimulants, you know, whether it be, you know, caffeine too late, blue light, all these other things that mess with our rhythm, right? So how this is sunlight is going to tie back into that, that hack is, by putting your body in a more meditative state and a recovery state, right? Um, and that parasympathetic is going to allow you to increase your recovery time and not have to spend so much time, um, you know, in the inflammation state. So just to reiterate, those five would be the cold therapy, right? Sleep or naps, throughout the day on the days, again, remember this on the days where you feel that you push yourself, push the envelope a little bit more than others. Then we have that deep tissue massage, which is why most people are not getting deep tissue massages every week, right? It's usually like maybe a once or twice a month thing because you want to utilize those on those days when you are pushing that envelope, right? And then number four is going to be calorie increases, but it's not a free for all. And then number five is going to be getting that sunlight. So those are my five tips or hacks that are going to be helping you aid in recovery and speeding up that recovery process. Um, I, and remember, you utilize those when you have a proper framework and a proper balance with everything else that's going on. As always, thanks for tuning in to the Powerhouse Podcast. Just want to give a special shout out to our sponsors First off, ABC Performance Supplements. You can find them at www.abcperformancesupps.com for all your supplement needs. And also, Fresh and Fuego at www.fresh-n-fuego.com for all your meal prep needs. Use code FUEGO10 for 10% off your order. All right? And if you love this podcast, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share it with a friend. It's much appreciated.